Professor Brian Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. We were talking about uh, you being in a research setting and how yeah. some people were yes. quitting and com- in comparison to international students who are not quitting necessarily because you're thinking, mm-hmm. how can I go back to home? You know, saying that I have quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be a walk of shame. <laughs> so you persevere. <laughs> Yeah, you persevere, yes. Okay, so... Uh, you, 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 you can even imagine uh, your, your villagers uh, contributing to your airfare. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to tell them? Uh, so, did you, did you have those thoughts? Of course, yeah. Uh, I think it happens to everyone. Mm. At some point, you feel like, no, uh, it's too much. Mm. Uh, not even once you think about it. Especially when you, you know, the most discouraging thing is when you think you've put in your best and mm. someone tells you, oh, this is not even to half of uh, your your expectations. Mm. And you think uh, there's nothing else I can do more than I've done. Mm. What do you do when that and gets to that? You know, it happened. It happened uh, a few times, and mm. uh, you, you know, I, I'm thankful. You know, my professor was someone who was very understanding. So mm. I wrote an email to him mm. one day, and I mm. told him, you know, I have, I want to have a sitting with you. Mm. I have a few things to discuss, mm. and uh, you know, I told him, you know, mm, some. Uh, at some point, I feel like... Sorry. Oh, it's fine. Uh-huh. You, you... Bless you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> at some point? You know, I told him, you know, at some point, I feel really discouraged, and uh, I don't know what to do next. Mm. So he told me... Uh, we, first of all, he laughed. Mm. On the email? No, mm. you, I wanted to have a sitting with. I I actually went and have a meeting one on one meeting. He mm. laughed and say, "I like it because it's getting into your head," mm. and that is exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, he told me, um, "I want you to take it as, a, you know, to take it as an encouragement. You know, don't take it negatively. I'm mm. not I'm not doing this because I hate you or." I'm not doing this because I don't like you. Mm. I'm doing this because I want you to improve. Mm. I don't want you to be comfortable. Mm. You know, he's, he told me, if every day you present your work and I told you, oh, that's a good job, you're, you're going to relax. Mm. And uh, 
this being a training i mm. want every time we have a meeting i want you to elevate to another level i want you to elevate to another level mm. so after explaining all that to me and you know he told me it happened that he was also he came here as an international student so mm-hmm. he he understands so he told me you know in this country uh there are odds that they don't favor international students mm-hmm. so for you to be on the same level with uh you know with with the uh, domestic students mm-hmm. you need to be at least twice as better as them mm-hmm. so that uh because already they you know being you know being in your own country you know you already have an advantage over 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 foreigner mm. so but if if you can prove that you are much better than the, the domestic student that mm. gives you an upper an upper hand so he told me i want you to be twice as better mm. as a domestic student so from that point you know at least that gave me an encouragement mm. and he could even tell me uh this semester i've seen you improving mm. from what you started mm. at least uh you know when you came here i've seen you improving you can you can you know you can independently analyze uh things mm. you can even start writing papers by yourself mm. uh, you know that is the kind of progress that i want mm. he told me by the time you are graduating with your phd mm. it's not that you will be you will know everything mm. but i want you to be an expert in your field at mm. least mm. when you are discussing it with someone mm. at least they can feel it that you understand your your thing and mm. i i think that helped me a lot uh especially you know you know having those one on one discussions with your mm. professor mm. and uh asking them what they really want from their students mm. um that open conversation is important yes mm. and it it started from you right yeah it started from me because i really felt it's you know <laughs> what i have easily been discouraged mm. and 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 give up and say mm. no i'll start doing things my own way mm. yeah but you know my professor was young was relatively young mm. he was actually i think four years older than me mm. yeah it's not that i'm old i'm not saying i'm old i'm also i'm also <laughs> very young <laughs> you quickly when i say he's no when i say he's young he was really young like uh I'm not even in my 30s so mm. you can yeah wow so he was young he, he graduated. so I felt like he understands mm. students more mm. I was his first ever graduate student oh. so I felt like he would understand me from being a student uh, recently mm. what is required of a student and okay. uh, what made him succeed and what 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 can i do different mm. and uh we actually became friends and mm. he, he is is very open mm. and he would like he would even encourage me aside from academics he would mm. also encourage me just in life generally mm. what you need and i think that helped me uh, a lot Okay, sawa. Um so 
you finished you got your phd right right when was this um last month oh you're a recent graduate so you haven't gotten used yes. to the word dr alex Kirui. <laughs> like does it sound no. weird no uh <laughs> it, it still sounds weird to me like i how old are you i, I don't know i'm a, i'm 29 okay turning 30 this year mm-hmm. right so yeah how weird, i've never uh, asked this question by the uh, way yes it's a good thing uh-huh. you're open to answering that question already how is mm-hmm. it like transitioning to not be having that doctor thing behind your name and now you're a doctor alex kirui how is that like uh, i think it's 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 such a huge thing to have it on your shoulders like mm. it's of course it, it comes it's it's nice you know when you walk and you're being hooded and i mean i mean it's i mean i think that is the best uh, feeling ever in terms mm. of your education mm. you know i mean literally whenever you graduate you always feel good mm. uh you feel accomplished but uh, being called a doctor um personally i i don't think i like <laughs> being called a doctor Mm. yeah i i don't know it's i feel like um it comes with a lot of expectation when you call yourself a doctor mm. uh there is i don't know it's just i also I, like i decided that i'll never put it on even on my linkedin that i'm dr alex or alex kirui phd no mm. i'll just leave it at that as so I don't. So, that, you know, so when I'm producing this podcast, I don't add Doctor Alex. <laughs> I, I will mean, add. You can add, but you know, at, because at least in the podcast, no one will refer me as uh, because you know, in link on LinkedIn, mm. I I actually interact with a lot of uh, people, even the students, and mm. some students actually they they ask me about my journey, like. Mm. They want. They are interested in coming to the U.S. for education. So I usually feel awkward when someone, uh, uh, you know, texts me, "Hello, Doctor Alex," and I was mm-hmm. like, "No, just call me Alex." And it doesn't. It, it doesn't take. It doesn't take uh, uh, my doctorate away. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone calls me Alex. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not used to it. Maybe, yeah, that's what and maybe I was about because to say. I'm not into, maybe I'm not into academia mm. so much. Mm. So oh. maybe if I was in academia, then I, I would have started accepting the word uh, doctor. Your, your, um, your. What? So um, you you I'm move still, moved I'm, to industry. Yeah, I'm I'm transitioning. I haven't fully moved into industry, but okay. I, I already got an offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nice into industry. Yeah. Wow! So still, Congratulations. Thank you. 
So you, we do you want to talk more about that? I don't know. About uh, my transitioning to industry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So mm. uh, how did that, did that happen? Why did you want to be in academia? Like what's happening? Um, I think everyone always fights with that, especially when you are when you when you are doing when when you're in a graduate school, whether you are doing your masters or PhD, there's always that uh, fight inside, you know, within. Mm. You want to be in academia. You want to go to industry. You are always googling: uh, is it is industry better than academia? Is academia better than industry? Mm. No, there's always that fight between uh, within. Yeah. So I considered everything. Mm. I actually, even my professor was like, "Oh, you know, Alex, uh, I want you to go to academia. Mm. You you've published a lot of papers. You have a lot of citations. It will be very easy to, for you to transition." And uh, I looked back, I reflected, and so, um, like, basically, mm. my 29 years mm. has always been in school. Mm. I've always been in school since 1998 when I was, not even 1998, when I went to kindergarten, I think when I was three or four, mm. until now. Mm. I think the only break I took is the one year before I joined the uh, university, and the two years before I came for my PhD. But basically, my life has always, has always been in school. Mm. Going into academia, I still feel like being a professor is just being a permanent student. Mm. Like, I look at the... Mm. You look at the academia life here in the US, it's uh, totally different from academia in Kenya. Mm-hmm. Especially when you involve yourself in research, mm. you are constantly doing research whether mm. you are home or whether you're in school mm. i i never envied that kind of life i felt like it will take away it will take much from me mm. so i said no uh maybe later maybe i might consider but for now mm. uh i i want to go to industry and then that is one Mm-hmm. Second factor is, uh, you know, of course, academia is good in terms of uh, flexibility and uh, um, job security. Mm-hmm. But you have to earn it anyway, especially for the first five years, especially mm-hmm. here in the U.S. If you want to be in academia, uh, you have to get yourself a tenure. Mm-hmm. And you have to work very hard for your first five years before you get a, being you know getting a tenure is like being permanent. Mm-hmm. So your first five years is you want to prove yourself that you, you will be an asset to that uh, university that employed you. So mm-hmm. you have to look for grants, you have to publish papers, you have mm-hmm. to have a good reputation, and you know all those things. Mm-hmm. And I felt like no, I'm not ready for that. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the other thing I think it's uh, it's money. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to say it. industry pays well than mm. than academia. So I know it's flip side when oh. you look uh, home, but yeah, here industry pays well. Mm. Yeah. So those are the things that I considered. 
and i but i didn't uh, say i didn't you know i didn't uh uh focus 100 percent on academia i was mm. still like you know what if i don't get you always have that plan b yeah so as i was almost finishing i applied for jobs both in industry and academia mm. but you know in academia mostly especially when you have your phd you get a mm. postdoc mm. I got a lot of offers for postdocs. Yeah, because yes. of how well you did for your PhD in your PhD. Yeah, but there are so many postdocs oh, okay. uh, offers. Okay. So many, many. Yeah, because almost every professor needs a postdoc. Mm. And uh, when you go to conferences and you present your research, mm. you know, someone will just come to you and tell, "Hey, hey when are you finishing? Wow, hey, next year." Uh, I like your work. I would you be interested in a postdoc position? I'm looking for a postdoc in my group. You know, guy, okay, I like that. Mm. I don't know. I like that for me. I'm like, <laughs> like someone just approaches you and like, please come to. Me. Yeah. Wow. I mean, especially, mm. you no. Know, when you go to conferences, you either present a poster or mm. a talk. Yeah. Uh, when you have a poster, it's not as impactful, well, mm. as a talk. Mm. Well, the poster you you have you know, deep uh, conversations and uh, discussions. Mm. But that confidence that you are standing in front of people mm. and being confident about your research and mm. speaking very confidently, mm. you know, it instills confidence in even people sitting in the audience. So mm. yeah, someone will just come and approach you, mm. maybe you and your on your break. And... Yeah, so I applied for, for them. It's difficult getting a industry position, but mm. uh, I happened, did several interviews. Mm. Uh, you don't get some of them. Some of them you go through the interviews or to the end, but they don't select you. Mm. And finally, I got, I got one. Um, mm. So I'll be moving soon. I got uh, a position with Intel. Mm. Uh, as an engineer so you can imagine I have moved from being a chemist to Change. doing biology a little bit now, you're now I'm engineer. going to be an engineer so <laughs> <laughs> how are you feeling of, you know how, how are you feeling because you have started yet right I haven't started yet how are you feeling um, of course uh, good mm that now um i am not worried about tomorrow mm. i have to present research you know i have something bothering me um and also you know having a real job you know it always feels good mm. but again it's a i feel it's a challenge especially mm. intel being a semiconductor company mm. uh haven't dealt with semiconductors before mm. So it's going to be a new challenge, yeah. and um, just being prepared. Uh, semiconductors are really expanding uh, mm. all over the world right now. Mm. So looking forward to it. What it will take me next? Do you ever fear that it will be hard to come back to academic if you have to come back to? Oh, academic? definitely, mm. yeah, definitely. Uh, because I don't have a postdoc experience. Yeah. 
and uh, they value positive experience if you want to go back to academia mm -hmm. and uh, the fact that I'll not be actively on research mm -hmm. it will be it will be very hard to to come back to academia mm -hmm. yeah but you're set to do industry in your mind yeah for, yeah yeah I'm set to do to do industry okay so yeah. you've disappointed a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I don't think so. Mm. Like, you know, it always narrows down to a personal choice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always good to do what you like. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm happy for you. Thank you. So, um, I know at this point, you've talked about a lot of... Uh, when you you know telling your journey uh, to where you are right now, there's a lot of uh, mm -hmm. highs and lows that you've mentioned along the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure there must be some that you haven't mentioned. So my question is: Are there any mm -hmm. lows that you faced that you'd cool. like to uh, talk about them in a public forum uh, that might be closely related to your work in in science or not? But how has that affected uh, your science career in one way or another? Yes. Mm -hmm. My biggest low, I think, was last year. Mm -hmm. um, well, okay. I think, you know, uh, when you have a lot of things... Uh, weighing you down and I think it's a uh, let me say it's a problem with uh, let me put it uh, generally it's a problem with African men mm -hmm. that we usually keep our problems mm -hmm. so if you add those things with uh, the academic journey mm. and it bogs you down I remember last year I got an internship. Mm -hmm. Wait, were you, um, were you teaching or a lab or what was the job description when you were doing your um, PhD? Oh, I was uh, on rotation. Sometimes uh, I would do uh, teaching. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I would teach a lab. Mm. Sometimes I would fully do research, mm -hmm. but it's a requirement uh, in in graduate school, uh, especially mm. for hours, that at least you have to teach at least two semesters. Okay. So you cannot be like fully on on res in research. You mm. have to teach at least two semesters. So I was on rotation. Sometimes I could teach a semester. Sometimes I was fully on research. What do you mean for so, research? Just uh, like you don't teach. You just You're do just your research. Do your research, yeah. Okay, all right. So, uh huh. So you got an internship last year. You applied. So I got an internship last year. You applied. Yes, I applied. I I, I applied. In the university and, or? Uh, no, outside. It was in a different state. Okay. So I said uh, I'm in the south. Mm. Uh, in Louisiana state. Mm. So I got an internship in a different state, in mm. Connecticut. Mm. 
and uh, that was I was supposed to do to start a internship in May, mm. right? Yeah. So when I was when I was still you know planning to to move uh, in April, uh, mm-hmm. I lost a very good friend of mine in Kenya. Um, wow. Um, yeah, she was very, very, very close to me, mm-hmm. and you know, I had to travel home in May for her burial. And when I was coming back, I just went directly to my internship place because I I couldn't get time to go back to you know to get back to 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 school and and then I started my internship. Mm. May, mm. mid May, and I was still doing research as I was doing my internship because I hadn't finished things that I was doing, and I think it weighed me down mm. a lot. I didn't realize it until, and then you know I went to I I moved to a new state. Mm. I all my friends now I back in the state that I was. Mm. You know I'm. I dealing with these I'm just by myself as when I do internship I just go to the hotel that I was sleeping in and just lock myself you know and then I got to a point that I I wasn't even talking to people mm-hmm. I didn't know that depression was really hitting me bad I was still assuming and uh, to a point that even the hotel people realized the place that I was staying. The mm. hotel people realized, you know, there's this guy who is staying in this room. Mm. Every time we knock, he doesn't open the door because they want to do housekeeping. Mm. And in July, mm. I said you know, my internship was in May. Mm. There was a was in July mm. they usually have Independence Day mm. so I think the Independence Day was on Monday mm. and then the company I was working for mm. they had uh, a holiday on Friday mm. so I had a very long weekend I'm not mm. going to work on, on Friday mm. Saturday, Sunday and Monday mm. I locked myself those four days the only thing I remember I ordered was I ordered a pizza and I was in my room and it, those people like they kept calling me you know when you're in the hotel they have the phone they kept mm. calling me hey are you okay I'm saying mm. yes I'm okay mm. you haven't you haven't you haven't gone out you, you want to do housekeeping I said no don't come up I'm okay mm. they kept calling they kept calling until I you know, I, I, I uh, disconnected that phone from the yeah from the socket so they couldn't call mm. and it went like that on Sunday Mm. At night, mm. I had uh, someone knocking my door, mm. and uh, I went to people. You know, there's this small hall. Uh, hall. You know, yeah. I went to to see who is knocking at my door at, at eight p.m. Mm. Went to see. I saw policemen. Mm. And I'm like, what have I done wrong? Mm. So I retreated back. I said, should I open? Should I not open? Mm. But in my head, I was like, 
I haven't done anything wrong. Mm. Let me open. Mm. So I uh, I open. And they're like, hey, uh, Alex? I said, yes. Uh, how are you? I'm fine. Uh, are you okay? Yes. Mm. Can we have a talk? Mm. I said, yes. So we sat down. We talked. Mm. And uh, they were concerned. They said, oh, we are concerned about you being in this uh, hotel for four days. You're not going out. Uh, what are you doing here? I said, I'm an internship. Which company are you working? I told them. I They actually had called my company because even when I was checking in that hotel, mm. they have all my details where mm. I was working, everything. Mm. They had called my workplace, uh, say, how, how has it been? Mm. How has it been working? Uh, unfortunately, even my manager noticed, oh, uh, he hasn't been very very active so um so they came and said okay uh do you have a family here around mm-hmm. said no mm-hmm. uh, in another state they said yeah i have my cousin i have a friend of mine mm-hmm. uh, do you have their contacts i gave them and they said okay uh can you uh can we have a walk downstairs a little bit and mm-hmm. as we talk I said that's fine. Okay, three so, policemen. We are walking down. Sorry, sorry. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. What was going through your mind at this point? At this point, I was, I was just, like stuck. Mm. Like I these guys are my... asking you questions. Yeah, they're asking me questions, and yeah, I feel I'm okay. I mm. just, I'm just telling them, you know. I just want to be my by myself mm. because at that time mm. I had actually switched on my off my phone. Eh. Yes. Okay. I was just watching the TV in my room. Mm. I didn't want to talk to anyone. Mm. They had tried to contact me. So, but you know, even the hotel here, they have the privacy. They cannot open your door by mm. force. Mm. The only people who can open by force is the police, and mm. that's why they had to call the police. Mm. So we walk down and I see an ambulance. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, they told me, you know what, uh, uh, we feel that you are not okay. Mm. And uh, you just need to be taken somewhere where there's people. And then, so I went to the hospital. And then I didn't know that they were taking me to a mental uh, place. So. Mm. We talked, we talked to the, with the doctor and uh, he told me, uh, we don't think that you're in a place that they, maybe there's a lot of things that have been going on, mm. uh, but we don't think you just, you'll be safe wherever you, you're by yourself. Mm. So I checked in this hospital and uh, they kept you for two days. But you have a health I, insurance, right? At that point. Yes, I have mm. a health insurance. So mm. they release me. I'm okay. Go back. Went to work uh, a few days. I asked for an off on Friday. Mm. I, I felt also like I need a rest. Mm. Uh, I went to visit a friend of mine. He, he, we were actually in uh, in took technical university mm. together. Mm-hmm. He's, he's in graduate school mm. in uh, 
in the same state. Mm. So I went to visit him. I was supposed to come back to work on Monday. Mm. So I told him, no, let me go back on Tuesday. Mm. And uh, that is when things went south. Mm-hmm. I think I carried the baggage uh, all through. So uh, I remember when I was in my friend's place, I told him, you know what, I can we talk? So you've checked out and of the he hotel? he was on a phone call. No, 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 no. Um, okay. I went to visit him in okay. his place. Mm. Like it's a two, two, three hours drive. Mm. So can we talk? Uh, he said, sure. Mm. Uh, but I'm on a phone call. Let me finish this phone call. Mm. And then I'll, we'll talk. This and is Tuesday. I... That is Monday evening. Okay. Then uh, I walked, but I I didn't stay in the house. I went and walked and walked and walked. Mm. I just wanted some, you know. And then this guy came, I think after the phone call, he came. He didn't find me, so he went back to sleep. Mm. I thought maybe we'll talk tomorrow because mm. we will be heading together. He will be uh, driving me. Mm. We'll talk. Mm. So I came back. Um, you walked and yeah I came back mm. and then I slept mm. and then very early in the morning mm. it was it was a bit chilly so I went and asked him hey can can I have your your jumper mm. I put on the jumper and mm. then I walked out of the house mm. and I went and I sat by the roadside mm. I knew someone was talking to me but I didn't want to respond and you know here people are very People are very, uh, you know, when you see something like that, they usually just they call the police. Mm. So they called the police. Again, police came with the ambulance. They took me to a hospital, a different one. Mm. So my friend even didn't know where I was. Mm. I went to the hospital and then they checked and then they realized that a week before, I was checked into a mental hospital. Mm. So they had no option. Mm. They had to keep me in a mental hospital. Mm. Now... It was, that was too much. That is when I realized, wow, I think I've, this, this is, uh, I'm really sinking into serious depression and I had even to contact my professor. I had to basically tell people around me, but I didn't tell my parents. Mm. <laughs> I don't think they even know until this day. Mm. So, you know, at some point I wanted to tell my professor, you know what, uh, I think I need a break. Mm. But, like I said, he's very understanding. We, mm. I, Because I was in a different state. So we talked. Mm. We talked over video, video call and Uh, he, he told me, you know, that internship is not important. Just come back. Mm. And uh, it's better when you are around. Mm. Uh, let's see how, uh, if you need a break from, let's just come back and let's talk. Mm. And we talked uh, what has been going on. Mm. And, you know, having m- my friend who was uh, the one that, 
I told you I went to visit as well. It's really helpful. He was there all the time. Mm. Uh, me checking on me, calling me every day. And, mm. you know, right now when I look back at that point, I was like, wow, I was almost losing it all. When, you know, and that was last summer, a time like this. <laughs> when I was, was like, oh, one or two semesters before I finished and I was almost losing it all and because if we go through uh, different experiences but we 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 don't want to share them uh, when they happen we want to share them I think when it's too late and I think it's a problem especially with us uh, <laughs> say African men we keep a lot of things to ourselves and before you know you keep mm. one thing you keep another and then ultimately it's going to catch up with you so uh, i cannot really pinpoint exactly i'll tell you that what was the exact reason but i'll say it's uh you know it's it's a it's a it's lot a of things that are happening yeah, a lot yes. of things. Mm-hmm. So, did you... Especially, mm-hmm. especially? Especially when you feel like you don't have energy to do anything. Mm. Like you've been very hard working, you've been doing things, and you just wake up and you don't feel like doing anything. You just want... And you don't want to talk to people. Mm. You just... You, you see someone calling you, you, you feel like... You, I don't want to be bothered. I just want to be my, myself. Well, mm. so, hey, I'm sorry. So, this hospital, what happened? Uh, this uh, hotel, mm-hmm. what happened? You came for your things after going to the hospital? Yeah, they kept, they kept my things. Because oh, of course they, they knew, uh, they, they knew there's someone who is in this room, and the police came, mm. and they've been taken to. Yeah, they removed my things and they kept it. So I came back like mm. later after I don't know three weeks or something. Mm. And then I, I told them, hey, I was in this hotel, and I said, okay, yeah, I think we have your records, and just take your things. Mm. They were nice. They didn't charge you for the extra days, or like no. So. Remember the first time I told you, like, I came back. Mm. Like, I went to the first uh, hospital, and yes. then I came back after a day or yeah. two. Yeah, And then, because I used to book, I used to book, like, for a week or two. Mm. Um, and then, I think for that time, I had booked for a week. Mm. And then after it ended, they mm. didn't renew it automatically. Mm. Because... They saw that I am not coming, and they knew that this guy mm. is going through some things that you know. I mean, I'm actually, I'm, 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 you know. They might have been happy that I, I never went back mm, because, because you're afraid. You know, when you see someone going through a lot, and then you're afraid, what mm. if something happens to this guy? Yeah, you know, that hotel has to has to be shut down for a while, and yeah. Yeah, they will be asked why you noticed uh, some strange behavior. You didn't notify the authorities, you know. 
Wow, so. it's a thing. Like, if someone, for example, I don't know, if something happens to that person, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. it's the responsibility of the hotel. They should have. Yeah, done you know, something. it's a. Uh, oh, they take, uh, you know, anything about human life, they it's take it seriously. Have to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. So, uh, because. Uh, something happened to someone in your hotel so they have to ask oh, when did this guy come here mm. you know what did he say he was he was doing when was the last time that you saw him uh, you know things like that but i think they, they they saw the pattern and i was not allowing those people to come for housekeeping i was just in my room just staying and I think they realize no, we are doing housekeeping for all the rooms apart from this, mm. this, this door. Why? So they didn't know what was happening. Why? Yeah. And also, um, how did your fe- friend feel after realizing? Uh-huh. Like, how did he find out Konza where you are? So he knew. He knew uh, the internship, the place that I was. Oh, you are in and uh, yeah, because you know we were friends back in in college and mm. even here. And then I told him, oh, there is this internship. Mm. I'm coming, and it's in your state. Mm. It's like two three hours drive. So we could even plan like, oh, you know, I'm coming this weekend. Mm. But then I fail. I don't go. Mm. Or I tell him, oh, let's try that the, the other weekend. Okay. So how did he know? How did he know where you are, like the hospital? Because you were taken to hospital, right? Oh yeah. So, um, when like when I visited him, mm. I shared, and even remember, I told I told you that uh, when the police came at first, mm. they asked me, uh, uh, "Who do you have around?" So I gave out his number and my oh, cousin's number. The first. So they called him. So he knew there's mm. something bothering me. Mm-hmm. So when I told him at night that I wanted us to talk, mm. and then in the morning, mm. you I disappear. disappeared. Mm. He was also concerned. Mm. And it happened, you know, when the police came, mm. they took all my documents. Mm. And then this guy also mm. called the police because he knew hey, this guy is not going So, and especially it was in the morning, mm. he called the police and he said, Hey, uh, someone who is uh, I'm looking for, mm. I was with him, but I'm really concerned where he is. Mm. So, they just connected, Oh, there's someone also we found here, mm-hmm. and we took, him to, we, we took him to the hospital. So, do you know his name? Blah blah blah, yeah. and then the, the police had to go to his to the house I was staying. They he gave them, they gave they gave him the, my documents. Mm. Okay. Yeah, but I stayed. I stayed in the in the in, in the, that hospital. I think for a week. So uh, my question is, how did he feel that after you know that point? Like he doesn't like. What did he say afterwards? Like I don't know. I'm just imagining myself, I mean, yeah, in that situation. He like, was very, he he was he was very encouraging. You know, he he really he was encouraging me. He was really sup- very very supportive. You know, this is a friend. This is a friend who have been together in school. He was, mm-hmm. uh, I think, a class or two behind me, mm-hmm. and 
I helped him with the process of, you know, when he was applying to school, to mm. review all the requirements. So, you know, it's like, you know, having someone you're looking up to and then he's, you know, things are not working well for him. But mm. then the only thing that you, you have to be there for him. So mm. he was there for me mm. all the time. Yeah. And I, I really like what your professor did, you know. You guys had a video yeah, yeah, call. Yeah. We did have a video call and it, it was very, very helpful. And mm. like, you know, I told you like, he became my friend, even mm. up to now. Mm. He always checks up on me. Everything going well. Mm. Uh, yeah. And the hospital, what happened in the hospital for the one week? So, you know, the mental hospitals, how, you know, I had never been to one before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when, they, when you check, you know, you, it's, you're isolated. Like mm. all the people who have mental problems, you, you're isolated in one place. Mm. And uh, you see a therapist every day, you mm. see a doctor every day. Mm. And you, they walk you through what has been happening uh you know they try to get your history so that they establish a problem mm. and you know one doctor was really he really wanted to you know you're doing your phd what is happening i mm. mean your your life is really you're doing well mm. and, i mean how did you find yourself here mm. uh, and I, I I shared with him, I talked to him, and sometimes, especially when you're going through such, it's easier to share things with a stranger than a person who knows you. Yes. Because for a stranger, mm. you feel like he does, he will not judge me. Like, yeah. Unlike someone who knows you, you are not sure, what if I tell him this, how mm. will he judge me? You, know? mm. you open up... Um, really they were very helpful and and you do things you know when you go to <laughs> those facilities mm. it's crazy because it's your behavior that gets you out mm -hmm. so it's like a school mm. you wake up in the morning you take your breakfast there are activities that you do mm. They look very childish. Mm. You're drawing, you know, participating, you sing, you you do things that you like, you do it when you're in your kindergarten. So mm. if you don't participate in those, mm. they feel that you are still not okay. Mm. So how you develop each and every day is mm. what determines if you'll get out of it. Okay. So... What was the diagnosis? There's really no diagnosis okay. for, for, for it because, you know, they take your vitals, you are doing well. Mm. It's just like they are, your body has come to stop and you just, it's like your, the engine is your body, in your body is not uh, working anymore. It's just, you just need to to restart it again and it takes it takes a while 
Mm. It's uh it's it's something like it's not an instant thing. Mm. Uh, you once once you identify a problem and you have they, they follow up you mm. you go and see a therapist and you talk through your progress and each and every day and having people having especially family and mm. people close to you they mm. they really help a lot so um thanks for sharing that part mm-hmm. Which other law did you face? Have you faced? Are you facing in in graduate school? Oh, or generally? Yeah, generally. In whichever uh, way, graduate school or not, I don't know. Whichever. That is by far mm. what has taken me law. I, mm. If I if I could remember. Um, the other thing that I I told you about is uh, which 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 is a big which I think was one of the biggest contributors mm. is uh, the, the life friend. isolation here. Oh, yeah, it's it's different before you get used to it. Mm. Uh, it takes a lot of your energy out. Mm. Especially if you you used to be a social person, and mm. then all of a sudden, all those doors are shut. Mm. You have no uh, way to socialize. Mm. Yeah. So, um, this friend that you lost, mm-hmm. was it somewhat like uh, was it abrupt? Very. Mm. You guys were talk- constantly talking. Yes, mm. it's someone that I I talked to like today, and then tomorrow I'm told that uh, she's normal. Mm. Yeah. So okay, that's that's crazy. Yeah, you know those sudden like you don't even know what happened. Mm. Yeah, like you know those days you hear someone collapsed and just like that. Mm. It's not like they were sick. It's not like they were. You know, there is a at some point that someone is sick, and you kind of expect. Yeah. You know, when you see their health is deteriorating like mm. really so much, you, mm. you, the shock level is not high. Mm. But uh, it's different when you talk to someone who is very healthy today, and then tomorrow you you hear that they are gone. Have you come to terms with it now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It took a while, but mm-hmm. I, I, I did. Let's talk about the highs. Oh, so many. Mm-hmm. So many highs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my first high mm-hmm. in graduate school is when I got my first paper published. Mm-hmm. When was that? 20? 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, one year later. One year later. Mm. Um, you put in a lot of work and you're like, whoa, whoa, where are we heading with all this work? But when you finally uh, see your paper published and, mm. uh, you know, it gives you 
uh, that feeling wow at least uh you know um the work that i've been putting in mm. is uh is finally working and um and another the, i think the another uh, biggest high i'd mm. say of course apart from graduating mm. is uh i got a daughter just before i graduated so <laughs> wow yes i like actually this year so she's one month uh three months on turning three months on tuesday Wow. Oh, Tuesday's tomorrow. Tuesday, yeah, three months from. By tomorrow, she'll be three months. So, she was born in March, mm. and I graduated in May. So. Wow. That is, I mean, she came in at, at the, like, the right time. When I was just almost done with everything, and that's like a graduation present or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After I always yeah. say that. Yeah. You always say. After all, what I, what was going through, mm. especially uh, better part of last year. Mm. Mm. And of course, getting married when you when you're in graduate school, that is also. Uh, one of the biggest highs. It's it's challenging. I will, mm. I will not say it's. It's very challenging. How 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 long have you been married? One year. Oh okay. So this is one approximately. Year, three months. After before or after the that whatever happened, the. So mm. um, this is what happened. Mm. <laughs> so I got married last year in March. Mm. And uh, in April is mm. when I lost my friend. Mm-hmm. In May is when I started my uh, my my internship. Mm. So in July mm. is when all these things things happened. Mm. So my wife mm. uh, works in the Navy, in the mm-hmm. U.S. Navy. Mm-hmm. By that time, mm. when all these things were happening mm. she was in japan mm-hmm. i didn't want to tell him what was happening oh. uh, no, to tell her sorry so but uh, my cousin called her mm. and uh because you know sometimes you know i'm off and she's wondering but you know she was in in the sea so, mm. so most of the time they they don't have internet mm. so but my cousin you know told her you know alex is going through this and this and mm. uh, i don't know how you're going to help so she was worried mm. she she had to tra- she tra- she actually traveled wow all the way from japan mm. to come and visit me while i was in the hospital mm. and uh, after to- convincing the doctor that i was okay mm. we you know we we I got re- I got discharged and uh, you know I spent some some time with her like mm. I think three four days 
mm. before because she had a limited time before she she traveled back to Japan for her duties. She must uh, have been worried. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was worried because you know it's one thing that someone is going through things and another thing that she's that he's not communicating. Yeah. Because when you go to mental hospital, they take away all your phones. Mm. Then you are not allowed to have a phone. So it was during that time that uh, when she visited me mm. that we conceived the baby. So mm. you can see how the how impactful and I said, you know, my my daughter is, you know, is one of my highs because mm. um, after realizing all that I knew, you know, after going all through that mm. and I was even not f- fully 100%, but I you know, I knew that I have a responsibility. Now my wife is pregnant. Wait, wait, wait. another human being. Wait, yes. wh- when did you... Okay, now this is July, right? You still... Yeah, and towards the end of July now, yeah. That's when you, you, you're off uh, the mental hospital. You're back home. I was off the mental hospital towards, uh, I think, around 20-something, uh, between 25th and 30th of July. Yeah. So um, and you're back home, and mm-hmm. you're no longer doing the internship. You you told those guys, yeah, yeah, that you've quit. Like no notification or anything, right? No, I I went there and cleared, and I told them they already knew mm. that I, I, something I, is going on. Yeah, something is going on. Mm. So, what what were they doing? It was a pharmaceutical company. Oh, okay, so. Yeah. <clears throat> Oops. So you you left. Uh, this is end of July, and you yeah, left to like come. The internship was home. even almost coming to an end. Oh, I was supposed oh. to to finish it uh, mid mid August. So it was oh. just I terminated it uh, like two weeks earlier. Okay. So yeah. you went home. Uh, you went home. You are with your now, now your loved ones, now your family, and the people who are yes. around you, right? Right. Yeah. Then, uh, at this point, you you are not a hundred percent, right, August? I'm not a hundred percent because I just came out of the out of the hospital. Okay. Then, when does does she tell you that she's pregnant? So after she traveled back, that is like a month later. So how? Ha- when you received those news, mm-hmm. how did that impact your life or your mental health? Um, like, did you see a switch? Did you, did something happen? Like, I don't know. So you know, first of all, I was worried. Mm. You know. I'm still trying to catch up with school. I'm not a hundred percent. My wife is like miles, thousands of miles away. She's in a different country. Mm. I'm trying to figure out how I, I can be okay and mm. how I can take care of her. And you know, there's a lot of things going on. Mm. But then, mm. you know, I always say, you know, God planned things in ways that you you don't even you know imagine mm. 
So she tells me mm. that uh, their ship that they are in mm. needs to be repaired and they've been told mm. they have to come back to the US mm. by a, by I think September or October that year mm. last year. Mm. So at least that was positive because yeah. she's coming back mm. and she's going to be here for a while. Mm. And then uh, I talked to my I talked to my professor. Mm. I told him what was happening. Mm. And uh, if he could allow me mm. to write my dissertation mm. and uh, defend mm in december but though that was not the plan initially the plan was that was not the plan initially Mm. but then you know there is a a risk with that Mm. he was okay with that Mm. but then Mm. when you are an international student Mm. you have to have a clear plan if you're defending Mm. you need to have a plan what's what what next because you can't be here, you're not working, you don't mm. have a visa. So then he told me, well, you can apply for jobs. If you get a job, mm. well and good. Mm. I applied for job. I got a job even mm. like last year. Mm. So I defended in December. Mm. So by December, my wife was already here, but in a different state. Mm. So I had to move where mm. she was because by that time she was almost due she, I think she was six months mm. so I moved mm. I just finished defending I have a job but I have to wait for my work permits and then but now the job that I have got is also in a different state so that mm. means I had to move mm. but I my plan was mm. I was only going to move mm. when uh, our child is born mm. so I so I waited for my work permit. Mm. It delayed. Mm-hmm. It delayed. But then I said, okay, I think it's a, it's good because it has delayed mm. so that at least I can spend time with my wife, especially when she's almost due. So mm. by the time she gives birth, mm. maybe I should I will stay with her maybe for a month and then I report to work. And then mm. my work permit kept on delaying. Mm. And those guys told me, we need someone immediately. Mm. So we are giving you like two weeks. Mm. If your work permit is not here, mm. then we don't have another option. Mm. And then after two weeks, the work permit was not here. Mm. And they had to cancel my position oh. and gave it to someone else. So I'm here. Mm. It's no job. Mm. Uh, that was already in March. I had no job. What was going through yeah. your mind, man? At that time, like, hey, <laughs> that's tough. Like, it's not like you're 100%, and now yeah. there's a child on the way, and you have this offer, there's and no then it job. goes, and now yes. you have no job. Um, so, I, I think... Yeah, that was, it was it was really difficult because now I have to start applying for jobs, mm. new jobs. Mm. So I had to apply for jobs afresh, mm. and then I get this uh, interview, and then 
they're scheduling me an interview mm. on like a Tuesday mm. in March. We were expecting our baby in April, mm. but uh, on like a Saturday evening in March, mm. uh, my wife's water broke. Mm. It's, it's like eight months, so mm. I'm not even worried. That, like, mm. uh, you know, we still, still have, have like some a time. month to go. <laughs> yeah, even when the water broke, you know, it's my first experience. Yeah. I I don't know. I so I I I told her, let's go to the hospital. We will come back. It's not oh a big deal. God. I didn't even know that it was water. You know why I was confident? <laughs> why you thought it was what? <laughs> you know why, why I was so confident? Eh? Because on Sunday, mm. her friends had planned for a baby shower. Mm. So, oh. and they had told me what I was supposed to do the following day. Mm. So, it's like... Uh, surprise. 11 p.m. Yeah, it was a surprise. Mm. Mm. 11, I, I, it was like 11 p.m. Mm. And... Yeah, on Sunday is supposed to be a baby shower. So hmm. went to the, so um um we 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 on our way to the hospital. And I'm telling her, ah, don't worry, it's not a big deal. Hmm. Uh, we'll just go to the hospital. Hmm. Maybe we'll come back. Maybe. Yeah, hmm. So we get to the hospital, hmm. and then after a few examinations, they tell her, hey, you know, you are going into labor. Hmm. And that is when it hits me like we are not going home. Hmm. I was Sunday evening. Mm. Oh no, s- Saturday night. Mm. So I had to call uh, one of our friends. I tell you, yeah, you know what? Your plans are ruined. Yeah, uh, ruined. So we, it's it's over. I mean, just figure out something else. Mm. So we stayed in the hospital Sunday night, Monday night. Remember, I have an interview on Tuesday. Yeah, yes. So. The baby was born on Monday. Mm. Monday morning, yes. Mm. And uh, because it's it's a preterm, mm. we had to stay in a hosp- in the hospital as mm. they examine to see if it's safe for the baby to go. Mm. And then I have an interview on Tuesday. You know, mm. I had to do an interview in hospital. Hmm. Yes, even when I when. when when you were doing the interview, the baby was crying in the background, and then the person who was uh, uh, doing the interview was asking me, what's happening? Mm. I told him I'm in the hospital, so uh, the background noise, I got a baby yesterday, and he was like, wow. But I, that is the job I got. Wow. Well, it was much better mm. than the previous one. Mm. In terms of? So... In terms of everything, mm. in terms of uh, location, mm. in terms of uh, pay, mm. in terms of benefits, mm. I was like, "Wow, okay." But there was a reason why the other one had to be cancelled. Yeah, to go. Yeah. Yeah. So. But you didn't see that at that time. Now that's when you see I, that. That's that's when I'm seeing it right now. At that time, I was like, "Why is it happening mm. when I really need a job?" right mm. now to to support you know the baby coming and mm. a lot of things so 
But yeah, it's it's. I mean, when I look back and uh, look at my journey, sometimes I laugh, sometimes I, um, you know, I think that is what makes life beautiful. Mm. Because if it was all smooth, mm. I don't think we will be recording this podcast yeah. and talking about <laughs> our lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When when I when I when when I listened to. Uh, Gladys podcast and uh, you know some experiences that uh, she went through even when applying for Rhodes. Yeah, Gladys actually interviewed me when she was writing her latest book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I listened to Makisha's interview, we uh, Makisha actually was. We took uh, some common units with Makisha. We we joined took uh, the same Makisha? year. Makisha. Yeah, uh, some. Oh, Mwamburi. Mwamburi. Oh, I yeah. know Makisha. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You took some minutes together. Yeah, we took some units together, uh, and uh, you know, I was so happy when he got. Uh, um, PhD in Japan. It, yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So, is there another hi? Okay. How many papers have you written? By the congratulations of being a father, I I I don't know how is that experience. <laughs> by the way, I've not asked that. I was about to ask that. Being a... Well, I'm still learning. Mm. Yeah, but it's uh it's a, it's a beautiful experience you know being a parent especially a first time parent the, mm. there's a joy that comes with parenthood mm. like you know when the baby cries for the first time mm. you know it, it gives you a lot of joy mm. and uh, but you know it's also challenging especially the first few months you you forget about sleep mm. Yeah, and it's because uh, baby wakes up like every two to three hours, so mm. you, 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 you have to to be prepared for that. Mm. Okay, so but it, it's it, it's general. It's beautiful. I would mm. say so far so good. Okay. So um. How how many papers did you publish? Um, eleven. What? Why? Yes. How? <laughs> <laughs> you went into a PhD in twenty eighteen, right? Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, yeah. twenty twenty, twenty twenty one. Five years. Yes. Oh, not even five years. Four and a half. Four and a half. And you've written eleven. Yes, How is that even possible? So, um, do you guys pay for publishing fees? Some, some, some journals they ask you to pay if you want it to be an open access. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, most of the most of them you don't have to pay. But you know, you are not the like for the fees thing. It's not about you. It's like your professor. 
okay. who handles everything. Uh-huh. So, so the eleven papers, it's not like I'm I'm the I'm the I'm the first author in all the eleven papers. Mm. The some of the papers it's a collaboration. Mm. So I've done like a third, a half, a quarter of you know of the work. Some mm. of them I have I think I have four first order papers. Mm. That is I've done majority of the work mm. because uh it's hard, you know, like doing the, all the work by yourself is not easy. Mm. It's not easy to publish. Mm. And I say I'm lucky to, uh, I am lucky to have had a professor who really pushed me a lot mm. to work. Mm. Because self-motivation is not in everyone. You know, sometimes you wake up and you feel like, ah, maybe I can take a rest today. Mm. But we, when you know that you know you have to be accountable at the end of the day mm. uh, and we used to have two weekly meetings mm. professor so every day you have to put in work mm. and you know because you have to present and so that really pushed me a lot mm. and um, I also think it also depends with the field Mm. Some fields are easy to publish than others. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I know some people who can even take like two years to publish one paper mm. because because of the nature of their field. Mm. Yeah, so it's uh, I think only, I think I have four first order, but the rest of them are collaboration mostly. Mm. Yeah, because that is actually that is one of the questions uh, I got in the interviews mostly. Mm-hmm. Like they will ask you, "Have you ever collaborated with uh, people?" Mm. They they encourage because when you go to industry, mm. y- you work in a team, mm. so they want you to prove that uh, you, you can work you've with been people. in an environment before that you you, you can collaborate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is there another high? Ah, uh, yes. I mm-hmm. mean, there's so many highs. Uh, mm-hmm. Just been pointing out, you know. Of course, getting your PhD before thirty is is just it's a high on itself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> why? I don't know. I'm like, wow, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, that's just thinking. Mean, I think that is, that, that has always been my, my, my biggest goal. I've always wanted to, to get a PhD before 30. Mm-hmm. Because the way I planned my life is like, I want to, I want to uh, finish my PhD before I get 30, get a job, and then after mm-hmm. job, uh, settle a little bit and then when I'm 32 then mm. maybe think about marriage but mm. you know see my life it's, yeah. it's life it's you're life a dad happens. even before 30 <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> young dads yeah okay uh huh what else what else what else what else can I point out uh... I mean uh I can't, uh, I'm trying to think about all, uh, whatever I'm thinking, I mean, everything is, you know, uh, 
what are you thinking what is get yeah uh getting a job is also a high on this mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know i think the one more thing is helping people to to apply to graduate school yeah you mentioned uh, that, that some, yes mm. uh, that is something that uh, i've always been happy to do and mm. uh, i'm still happy i actually have like three or four students who i'm currently you know trying to to mentor and uh, to help them to, to with their application process mm. because at the end of the day you know you don't want to do this by yourself you mm. you want other people to, to to show other people the way yeah. yeah because i feel like most people it's it's the, just the information that they don't have mm. they are equally qualified it's mm. just the information the right information that they yes. don't have yeah yeah and that's why I ask all the details because mm-hmm. I was, you know, uh, the reason why, okay, exposure is when you listen to people's story, either either on a movie, biography, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a YouTube documentary, or a book that you read, or traveling or talking to different people who have different experiences or listening to podcasts like that's that's exposure and you can't know something until you're exposed to that in some sort of way material something and i thought the only way some people are doing better than others when it comes to a certain thing is because mm-hmm. one person was exposed to this information and the other person was not exposed to this information. So I thought, mm. why don't, because uh, the only reason I would know something is because I talked to someone and they told me this. So why don't you just mm-hmm. give that information out there for someone else who might be looking for that information to get that information? Like the only reason like, we'll find that, that there are people who are, have these opportunities probably because they knew someone who had such an opportunity and those people are the people who helped them or not even necessarily helping them but by knowing that oh you can actually do this and get to here like that information makes you now think about that path but you can't have Mm -hmm. that unless you hear that yes yeah because even for us even for me if it were not for someone else to tell me about this journey yes i wouldn't have known it it's possible that it's possible even if it exists yeah Mm. Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have known i'm actually planning to to have a webinar Mm -hmm. like maybe in the next week or two Mm -hmm. just to you know for the people who want to further their education especially overseas okay and uh, just you know enlighten them that you can do this, you can do this. Mm. Just for them to, you know, to empower people with information. I'd like to help you in that. Yeah. I'm willing to do I'm, that. I'm still planning and then I'll, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll let you know when I have the the, the details and, and, and the date. But yeah, I, I think it should happen in the next week or two. Okay. Yeah. Especially for science. I, I think 
I usually tell people it's if you're in science, it's mm. very, very, very easy to get uh, to get funding to get a scholarship. Mm. Yeah, because some people have reached out to me asking me, "Oh, I did business management. I did. I don't. I really don't know how to uh, the breakthroughs for 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 like humanities and business courses, mm. but for science, at least I can like I." I know a thing or two that can help someone. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, and I'll, I'll like to promote that also in the podcast and on my yeah. social medias. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for that thought. You're welcome. <laughs>